This episode of WTF Wars of Food is brought to you by the Diplomat Beach Resort in Hollywood. Book your stay now at DiplomatResort.com. Live from Miami, Florida, TheFoodie.com presents WTF Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. Hi, how's it going? My name is Nick, and welcome back to another episode of WTF Where's the Food? Again, my name is Nick, and thank you again for listening. This is episode number 16. Of course, you can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, we got an amazing website, TheFoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. You can listen to us wherever you get and listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We are there for you if you listen to us on iTunes. A little review and a couple stars, <clears throat> five stars, that would be amazing. And before we jump into uh, episode number 16, I just want to send a shout out to uh, PureWow.com. PureWow.com, we're named uh, Top Miami Foodies You Need to Follow on Instagram right now. And we're in some amazing company as well. Others that made the list, The Naughty Fork, Miami Food Porn, Great Friends, Succulent Bite, uh, Mdo Eats, uh, Food Pug, Chat Chow TV, Fat Girl Hedonist, uh, Hungry Post, Best Food Miami. Check it out, purewild.com. I'll post it on the blog for you. And, of course, I'll, I'll put a link up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, again, you can follow us on Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And uh, we got a great episode for you, episode number 16, the one, the only, the writer of some amazing cookbooks. You know his face. You might not know him personally, but a lot of people know him. You know his face. You know him. He is the founder of the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, Mr. Lee Schrager, joining the show. We're going to get his story, talk to him about the festival. We got great information. We got a great interview with Lee Schrager, the founder of the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. We're also going to do some food news. I'm going to tell you what Justin Timberlake served at his album Listening Party. Also, Dunkin' Donuts has a new test store that uh, I'm going to tell you all about, and hopefully they build one down here in Miami. And uh, also, David Chang is coming back to Netflix. Also, we got the uh, food porn of the week, and this week it's coming to you from at DMO305, DMO305. And, of course, the cocktail of the week brought to you by our friends over at Spirited Miami. So what do you say? Let's kick off episode number 16 right now with my conversation with Lee Schrager. So joining me in studio right now, he is a writer of some amazing cookbooks. If you're in the Miami area or even the New York area, you know this guy. You've seen him around. He goes out to eat all the time. He's all over the Miami food scene. He's also the founder of the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. Mr. Lee Schrager, thank you for coming on the show. Good to be here, Nick. Now, uh, before we jump into the whole South Beach Wine and Food Festival thing, I want to learn or I want the listeners to learn a little bit about you, kind of how you got started. So you're originally from Long Island. Long Island, moved to Florida when I was about 15, so finished high school down in uh, South Florida at Piper High for one year and Nova High for uh, the final year, and uh, just always uh, worked in the food industry growing up. I, uh, I was uh, drawn to food. My mom is a great cook. I grew up around great food and uh, started working in a Chinese takeout restaurant when okay. I was about 11 or 12, and when we moved down here, I worked at... Uh, a Winn-Dixie scraping gum off the floor. I worked at- I read uh, that somewhere. That's yes, incredible. Yes, it's true. Uh, I worked at a Swenson's ice cream parlor. I worked <laughs> at Eduardo's 2400 in Fort Lauderdale as a car park. Worked at Marina Bay in Garde Manger. And then um, 
uh, it kind of all took off from there. So I, I kind of started at the bottom, went to school, got a degree in culinary arts from the Culinary Institute of America, uh, graduated from there, uh, and decided I didn't want to be in the kitchen, but I wanted that back. You know, I wanted yeah. that culinary knowledge, and um, came back to Florida and went to FIU, uh, studying hospitality management. And uh, while I was at FIU, I was working as a midnight room service waiter mm-hmm. uh, at the Bahia Mar Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. And from there, kind of got an opportunity and um, ended up becoming in charge of food and beverage and catering at the hotel. And uh, a few years later, was transferred down to the Omni Hotel in Miami, which mm-hmm. is uh, on 16th and Biscayne, still around under the 10th different name. And um, <laughs> that was really the early days of my career, starting with Omni Hotels. And when did you kind of decide that the whole cooking thing really wasn't for you? Well, the cooking thing was for me. Being a chef was not for me. Well, that's what you I know, mean, yeah, like yeah, being I, a chef. Um, I, I, I probably, through school, I mean, I, I you know, uh, I don't know that I went to school to be a chef. I think I went to school for the knowledge and the okay. background. So if I ever had a restaurant, which I did, or ran a catering operation, which I did, that, you know, if uh, the team walked out of me, that I could step in and, uh, <laughs> you know, fill in for a temporary until I uh, replaced the position. Now, you said you had some restaurants. How many restaurants did you have at the time? Um. I owned two restaurants uh, back in the heydays of South Beach. I had a restaurant on Española Way called ESP. Mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke is my partner. Kind of a, a, a nightclub, night uh, cabaret-type restaurant. Uh, Got it. Uh, and then I had a restaurant uh, on Collins Avenue and 6th Street called Chow, and it was a health food restaurant. So I had those two. I had a bar on the beach called Torpedo in the late 80s. Uh, really all in the late you 80s. You were like the man. 80s. I, in those days, I might have been, yeah. <laughs> And what was kind of the draw that always brought you back to Miami? Um, you know, I, I when I was young, I never wanted to come back to Florida. And when okay. I came back, I fell in love with it. And uh, <laughs> what's not to like? I mean, it's great weather. Uh, it's true. Melting pot, great people, uh, great food, you know, more so today than 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about Florida keeps me uh, passionately committed to it. So you had the background in, in, in the cooking industry, in, in the culinary industry, and then you had this idea to start a festival. How did the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, or Wine and Food Festival, I'm sorry, Thank you. as people know it today, how did it even start? Well, I joined Southern Wine and Spirits in 2000. I uh, joined them uh, heading up special events for them in the state of Florida. I was okay. hired for that, and uh, you know, today, almost 20 years later, I uh, run communications and events and corporate social responsibility for them. And uh the 44 states that we do business in. So it uh, started just as a fluke. I, um, On my 40th birthday, friends invited me to go to the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen, okay. which was the big deal at that point. It was point. established. At the, it, was the, was. it was the big deal. Uh-huh. And I was there, and I fell in love with it. And I remember flying home and thinking, wow, this is just exceptional. And what a great how great it is in Aspen, mm-hmm. but I thought of how much nicer it would be in the beautiful Atlantic beaches of South Beach, and uh, that's really how I got the idea. Going to it, and on the way home, that was before the days of iPhones and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, uh, internet, <laughs> kind of just mapped it out, drew it out, and uh, the next day got to work on it, and, and that and, 18 and, years ago. And year one wasn't what it is today. It's grown no, into year massive. Two wasn't it was it was, and year 10 wasn't, you know, and year 15 wasn't. Every year it gets different, and every year we have our classics like Burger Bash and mm-hmm. the Best of the Best and our tribute dinner. And then we try to add new events every year, like our event that we're doing uh, on Espanola Way with Jean-Georges and Action Bronson and, uh, or 
you know, any number of new events. We, mm-hmm. you know, we bring back the classics. We bring back the people's favorites, uh, chefs or pers- food personalities, and uh, every year try to improve it and get better. Yeah, and you always, you know, you might do a new event this year. It might not work out as you thought. So next year you just find something new and Absolutely. try to make it better. We're not saving lives here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if it doesn't work, if we can't make it, if we can't get it to the point where we see potential, mm-hmm. we kill it. And was there ever a year while doing it, the 17 years going on, that you said you thought about just forgetting the whole thing? Every year. Every year. Yep, every year. It's just, you know, at the, you know especially this time of year when uh, you're down to the crunch time six, seven weeks out and, you know, uh, you know dealing with stuff that should have been done months ago if people read emails <laughs> and return calls. So, uh, but, you know, every year I dr- think about it and every year I uh, – the, then you know after the festival i can't wait to get started again <laughs> now you you're a very busy guy um how do you find time you have three cookbooks out how do you find time to to even write some of these or come up with the idea for it um you know coming up with ideas is the easiest thing that i do <laughs> bringing them to fruition are, yeah. is not the easiest thing that i do but i work with good people i surround myself with knowledgeable people and i uh, don't sleep and you, so you have three cookbooks. Any new cookbooks on the horizon? Yeah, I, I'm looking at another book. I, I, I'm kind of playing with it now, uh, you know, focused around uh, people and their pets, specifically okay. dogs. Okay, you I'm, are a huge dog uh, lover. I'm a huge dog lover. I have uh, two dogs known as the Browns, an old okay. English sheepdog, Charlie <laughs> Brown, and a French Briard, Stanley Brown. So uh, famously now known as the Browns. <laughs> the Browns. Now, what's one thing that you're looking forward to most this year? The Bobby Flay Tribute Dinner. Okay. Uh, just, you know... Uh, you know, Bobby's not a, uh, a really, uh, Bobby doesn't like any social accolades. So to get Bobby to do this uh, <laughs> was a big deal. It's an amazing lineup, you know, from Michael Voltaggio and Michael Simon and Morimoto and Giada De Laurentiis and Alex Garnaschelli and uh, yeah, Mark Vetri. We have an extraordinary lineup of talent uh, there and some great wines. We're also honoring uh, Michael uh, Clark from Treasury Wine Estate. So every year we honor a wine industry uh, professional and a chef. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's a great lineup this year. Sold out dinner, 700 people, and uh, a late-night event called Sweet Moves following Mm -hmm. it that Bobby is hosting with his daughter, Sophie Flay, uh, at the Lowe's. All proceeds do go to FIU, the the School of Tourism, right? Uh, This is our 18th year. We've raised uh, over $27 million for the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at FIU. So it's a 100% not-for-profit event, and... uh, you know, just like our sister festival in New York, Southern Glazers believes in giving back to the community. It's incredible. We do business in and uh, happy to be supporting uh, the next generation of leaders in our uh, city. So not only are you a busy man, cookbooks, you got the South Beach, you also kind of, you started the New York one, right? Started well. the New York just had its 10th anniversary in October. Uh, uh, we benefit the uh, Food Bank for New York City and the uh, No Kid Hungry, two great hunger organizations. So uh, our motto there is eat, drink, and hunger, and our like motto it. here is eat, drink, educate. That's awesome. And so was there, when you started New York, did you find like there was a need or a void that you filled when you brought the festival to New York? Um, yes. I No, believe it or not, it's such an amazing food city. Yeah. No one was doing it. That's what, that's what but, I mean. You know, like, no, I feel like... No, no, you know, now I understand why it's such a hard city to get mm-hmm. anything done, but we work very hard to produce our festivals, to bring fresh uh, programming every year to you know, uh, get talent to come down and great sponsors and please our consumers. Uh, so it's a full-time job. You got to keep the machine going. So you got Miami, New York. Is there a city that you want to bring the festival to? Another city? Uh, probably not, but there are cities we're looking at. You okay. know, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll probably do a third one. The uh, third one? Yeah, we're looking in the <laughs> Texas area. We love Texas. You are a super incredibly yeah. busy well, guy. I'm like everyone. <laughs> Everyone's connected today. Last year, you guys did an incredible dinner with Italian chef Massimo Batura. What do you guys got this year that's going to top that? 
This year we're doing a dinner at the Fiana Hotel on Saturday night, February 24th, with uh, Il Pelicano, a great property on the Tuscan Riviera. Oh. Um, so be- another great dinner this year. That's awesome. Now, is there a chef that has never been a part of South Beach that you've always wanted for him to come down? Um, you know, I, I'd love to have do. Well, no, I was going to say Joel Robichon, but he did a dinner for us a few years ago. Uh, or a food personality. I don't know. Um, Ina Garten's never done South Beach, but she doesn't really love beaches, so okay. uh, I don't think that will happen. But uh, the weather's so good in February. I agree, but uh, you listen. Uh, you know, you got to listen. <laughs> uh, uh, Reed Drummond, the pioneer woman on the Food Network, has never been down. Um, okay. I'd have to say, other than that, there aren't many people who I've wanted. I couldn't name five that at one point over 18 years we haven't gotten. Now, I could be wrong on this, but I'm a huge fan of da- David Chang. Has uh, he ever done the festival? Sure. He has. Yeah, early days. Okay, early uh, days. Early, David, you know, did South Beach and New York. And the problem with most talent is scheduling. Mm-hmm. You know, David has restaurants all over the world, so yeah. getting his schedule. And David doesn't like to commit and then pull out. Got it. Um, you know, in New York, we thought he was going to do it this year, and he kept saying, I don't want to give you the yes. I just And he, at the end, it just he couldn't make it happen. But, you know, you can't be angry. We don't pay our talent. They all no, come I get and it. love their time. And uh, But Chang's been a great supporter. Now, last year you guys expanded to Fort Lauderdale some events, and this year even more events. Why do you think it was important to, to expand into Fort Lauderdale? I think it was important because it's an untapped community. Um, we have a lot of people who live north, whether it's Palm Beach, Boca, or Fort mm-hmm. Lauderdale, or Pompano, uh, who don't want to drive down to, don't want to drink right. and drive, don't want to <laughs> drive back late at night. And, uh, you know, so we took a little bit of South Beach uh, and brought it up north. And uh, it's been wildly popular. We're doing four or five dinners, doing our yeah, huge Lucky Chopstick event with Andrew Zimmern, doing a clam bake with uh, Emeril Lagasse, doing a beach barbecue with... Uh, Chris Lilly doing a rosé event with Christine Cavallari. So, uh, yeah, it's an exciting program up there. Now, someone listening right now is always thought about the idea of going to the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, but has never gone. What's one event that you recommend should be their go-to event first time? The Grand Tasting. The Grand Tasting. I think the Grand Tasting on the weekend is the best value. You can spend literally from 11 a.m. till 6 p.m., 7 p.m., whatever the hours are, and Go to culinary demos and see your favorite Food Network personalities, Bobby, Giada, Tyler Florence, Michael Simon, whoever, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Garnaschelli, Katie Lee. Watch their culinary demos or go and eat and drink from hundreds of uh, suppliers and exhibitors sampling wine, food, uh, and spirits. And on Sunday, you guys added the David Grutman experience. Right. This year, he'll be doing a local experience on Saturday, the Dave Grutman experience with Mm -hmm. local music. And on Sunday, he's bringing in DJ Alesso from the... uh, Swedish Mafia or Swedish Fish Swedish House Mafia. Swedish House, whatever, yeah, yeah. So we're excited to have a lesson here. Now, um, what are some of your go-to restaurants down here in Miami? My go-to restaurants? Well, I moved south to Coral Gables, so we've been eating at um, uh, uh, Zapori de Mare, okay. which is in Coconut Grove. We eat at Bengal, an Indian restaurant. Uh, of course, it's hard not to love... Um, Hillstone, just because it's everybody's uh, favorite. It's, it's, you know, I hate to say it, but even as a chain, it's extraordinary and it's uh, consistent. Delicious it's food, it's delicious. I go to Randazzo's on um, Key Biscayne. Okay, uh, eat on Brickell Avenue a lot. I've been loving. Um, uh, what am I loving in Brickell? Uh, just so much happening down there. I mean, there's I know. Uh, in Brickell City Center. I just it's 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 really exciting. Um, where else are we eating? Do you have uh, a new favorite restaurant? I like at the 20, current moment? Um, You know where I like um, Seven Dials in Cora Gables. Underrated, I yeah, feel un- like. Underrated and extraordinary chef. He's mm-hmm. a real big talent. Food is delicious. Where do you see yourself in the festival in the next five, ten years? Uh, 
I, I would say, listen, if we can keep doing what we're doing and keep bringing in the crowds and keep raising funds and raising awareness for the great wines and spirits in the Southern Glazers portfolio, I think I could be, you know, happy doing this for another uh, <laughs> five years at least. Five years. Yeah, at least. I don't know about ten, but five. Now, when you do get some time off or just time to do whatever you want, what Lee wants to do, what are some things you like to do for fun? Read. Read. Okay. Go to the movies. See friends. Spend time with the dogs. And travel. We love travel. That's all. What's your favorite travel city? I don't know that we have a favorite. I mean, we go to Italy a lot. We go to France a lot. Uh, we're going to uh, Mykonos again this summer. We're going to Portugal this year. We're going to Madrid this year. We're going to Mexico this weekend to a new property over there in Tulum. Um, I, I go back to my favorites, and I always <laughs> look to explore a few times a year, you know, quick weekends away uh, in uh, exotic places that I've never been to. Now, people are always trying to copy the festival concept, right? You know, and they've tried and they failed. Is there one piece of advice that you got early on that you think could help someone just looking to make it, make their festival better? Know your consumer and listen to your sponsors. That's right, because without the sponsors, there might not be a festival. Got to keep everyone happy. We got to keep sponsors happy, the consumers happy, talent happy, city of <laughs> Miami Beach happy, you name it. We got to keep people happy, and that's a juggling app that we try hard to make sure that happens. Now, there's still some uh, great events open you can buy tickets where can people buy tickets to the south beach wine and food festival our website www.sobef as in fest.com so sobefest.com or .org .org so it's sobefest.org still tickets i mean uh, the days of burger bash being sold out in four days uh, doesn't happen anymore we have you know, when that happened, we had eight events. Now we have 90 events and, uh, you know, 30 dinners this year. So everything will sell out. It will just, rather than selling out uh, today or tomorrow, it will sell out the week of. So, so uh, do the dinners sell out faster than the big time events now? Is that what you're trying Well, to... the dinners are 80 people. So okay. the 80-person event will sell out. You know, we probably were doing 30 dinners, probably 17 are sold out and probably five are close to selling out. And there'll still be dinners for the last-minute people the week of. And tell the listeners how they can follow you, Lee. They can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I don't know what my name is. It's my name, Lee Schrager. Maybe it's Lee underscore Schrager or Lee Schrager. Uh, uh, I'm on Facebook, but I don't think I can have any more friends. I have too many friends um, and more enemies. Uh, and you're always posting great food, so follow him. You're always out in the town. Follow me. You don't, don't call or email me where you should eat. I always tell people, you want to know where to eat? Just follow me and go to my old uh, uh, posts. <laughs> Lee, thank you so much. I'll my see pleasure. you at this festival, and I'll see you hopefully a hamburger house party. Look forward to it. Thank you. A big thank you to Lee Schrager, the founder of the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. If you're going, I hope to see you there. If you're not going, you've always thought about going and you haven't made that decision yet, great events, still tickets available for some great events. And, of course, we got all the info for you and some of the events you cannot miss on the website right now, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. How about we do some food news? Now, David Chang is getting his own food show on Netflix. Now, next month, Chang's new show, it's going to be called Ugly Delicious, is being released on February 23rd. Now, Ugly Delicious is being described as sort of Bourdain-style exploration of food as a bridge between cultures, and Chang is going to chat with chefs, writers, artists, and entertainers about the shared experience of comfort food while traveling to different restaurants. And Dunkin' Donuts is uh, testing a new store featuring nitro cold brew on tap and a drive-through lane. Check this out just for mobile order pickup, which I think is amazing. Now, this test location is located in the Boston suburb of Quincy, 
and the test store is stocked with an array of healthy-ish grab-and-go snacks like fresh fruit and yogurt parfaits, a draft system with eight taps so you can get tea and, and nitro cold brew, all that fun stuff, and the exterior sign outside of the store also reads Dunkin' instead of Dunkin' Donuts, which the company has been rumored to drop donuts from the name altogether. And uh, Betty White recently turned 96 years old, and she credits her long, healthy life, checks out, to eating vodka and hot dogs. Now, a study indicated people who drink moderately were over 20% less likely to die early of any cause. So, uh... Thank you for that great information, Betty. Now, Justin Timberlake served Bugs as part of the menu for his listening party of his new album, Man of the Woods. Now, the menu was put together by none other than Chef Rene Redzepi of Noma. Now, the menu featured two insect dishes, ants served with black garlic and rose oil, and um, a Danish pancake spears. It has a name. I can't really pronounce it, but it's served with grasshoppers. Now, unfortunately, not many people who attended the party felt that kind of way about these bugs. A lot of them were actually taken back, but I heard they were amazing nonetheless. Now, Starbucks is testing a cashless store. Now, we got Duncan doing a new test store. We got Starbucks doing a cashless store in Seattle. Now, the cafe is only accepting mobile payments and credit or debit cards. Now, Starbucks plans to gather feedback from both customers and employees before deciding whether to expand the no-cash program to more locations. And this literally just broke yesterday as I was recording uh, Bacardi has made a deal to buy Patron for $5.1 billion. Now, if this deal goes through, Bacardi would own the largest premium tequila brand and become the second largest spirits company in the U.S. Now, if you didn't know, Bacardi also owns Grey Goose, Dewars, and more. And that's all the food news for this week. How about we jump into the food porn of the week? Now, the food porn this week comes to us from at Demo305. That is at D-M-O-305. And Demo is just crushing the food photography game out here in Miami. you got to follow him. Some beautiful and amazing pictures. And he posted the Wakey Wakey Brunch Pizza from Stanzoni87 in Brickell. Now, the brunch pizza has pancetta, potato, mozzarella, rosemary, and parmesan topped with an egg. Holy crap, man. It just looks so amazing. It looks incredible. I, I, I'm speechless. I need this in my life ASAP. Like, I need to go have this this week, and you can see it for yourself. I just posted it on the Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And the cocktail of the week brought to you by our friends over at Spirited Miami. Make sure you follow them at Spirited Miami. Is the Conquista from uh, the Elements Miami Beach inside the one hotel just open, and they use Bacardi Blanco, dry curacao, Tuba, which is a fermented coconut and lemon juice. It is a tiki-style drink. Looks so damn refreshing and tasty, too. You can see it for yourself. I posted it on our Instagram, at the foodie. And that's going to wrap up episode number 16. A big thank you to my friend Lee Schrager, the founder of the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, for coming on the show. If you haven't done so already, make sure you get your tickets. It's a great week of some amazing events. A lot of people coming into town for this. You want to be there. The South Beach Wine and Food Festival. We got all the ticket info and all the events you should attend on the blog, thefoodie.com. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And, of course, on the blog as well. Episode rundown, you'll find everything you need, everything we talked about, the food porn, the cocktail, all that fun stuff on episode number 16, the rundown. You could also now listen to full episodes of WTF Where's the Food 
on the website, thefoodie.com as well. Of course, thank you guys again for listening. I truly appreciate it. You can subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We are there for you. If you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. That would be amazing. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at thefoodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, this wraps up episode number 16 of WTF, Where's the Food? My name is Nick, and of course, always remember to hashtag never stop eating.